Good morning and welcome to Money Talk Extra, your family-orientated personal finance programme on RTHK Radio 3. I'm Peter Lewis. The reason I'm saying family-orientated is because financial education should be applicable to the whole family, not just parents, but also children. This week, we're going to look at how to teach children about money. Jimmy Lamb will speak to a Money Talk Extra listener from a two-working-parent family to find out the financial implications for both the parents and the child. And in our investment segment, we'll discuss how fintech is changing the way we bank, invest and access financial services. If you'd like us to help you with any financial advice, please do get in touch. You can email moneytalk at rthk.hk and you'll also find us on Facebook, Money Talk Extra on RTHK Radio 3. Given how important financial skills are to navigating life, it's important that we teach our kids at an early age some of the basics of personal finance. Parents are the number one influencers of children's future financial behaviour. So to ensure they are less likely to get into debt, have their homes repossessed or face other financial difficulties in their adult lives, we need to get them into good habits whilst they are young. To tell us more, I'm joined now by David Kneebone, General Manager of the Hong Kong Investor Education Centre. Good morning, David. Good morning, Peter. How important is it to teach your kids about money? Well, I think it's uh, incredibly important and probably the most important audience that many of us work with. I mean, we often assume that schools give our kids financial education. Is that true? They do, and, and Hong Kong schools have gone to a lot of effort via the Education Bureau to include money management topics into many parts of the Hong Kong curriculum. But it's not a standard subject, not a core subject, and it's not tested. And it's incredibly important for parents to realise that. Um, they can't just rely on a school to teach their children about money. There's a degree of ownership that needs to happen in the home. So how old can children be when you start teaching them some of the basics I would say as, as young as possible. I mean, one of the key things we see with many Hong Kong children, including preschool children, is the use of octopus cards. And it's really important, I think, that as a product, as a great product, but it's very important for kids to know that mum and dad need to work to get the money, to put the money on the card, and that money doesn't just come from an octopus or via a machine on the wall or from a woman at the supermarket who may be able to access and provide money or the 7-Eleven or something like that. Those basic conversations can happen really early and they're usually based around not only where money comes from but what money is. One, one thing that I find striking is the amount of Hong Kong children we see that haven't handled cash and don't necessarily know mm. what it is. Now, while we may be in a cashless society in the future, we're not now. And it's really important for people to understand the, where things come from and what it's used for. So can young children grasp the basics of spending and saving? They can, and there's a couple of things that can speed that up. I think we're in a situation here in Hong Kong where some parents provide pocket money regularly Often, though, parents don't need to because of different points in the year where family provide a lot of money, let's say Chinese New Year, for example, in red packets, which can, for some families, provide a lot of money for some mm. children. Now, what's really good is whether you give a regular amount or rely on those one-off boosts is to help your child with a budget. And there lies the basis of a conversation about needs and wants and all the tough lessons that might exist around having goals and meeting them or not being able to meet them and the ramifications and, and, and uh, other, uh, other issues around not making those goals. So it sounds like then the key is not just talking about 
financial education, but doing things, making children learn in practical ways. Absolutely. And I'd extend that to the, the case of saying there's a number of online games available and I'd encourage parents listening to have a look at the Chin Family Parenting uh, web pages that exist on our website. But when you do your own budget and when you talk about money in the house, I'd encourage you to have that conversation with mm-hmm. and in front of the children, not just for your own family's budget, but when you're thinking about the mandatory provident fund and your contributions. Why does it exist? Make sure your child knows. Insurance. Why do you need to insure everything in the house? If you have a car, why do you need to insure that? If you Mm. have life insurance or medical insurance, why is it important? The younger we teach children, the more likely it is by the time they get to their teenage years or later in life when they're earning, they'll be able to work with those financial products or services in a more informed way. So they're less likely then to get themselves into financial trouble, whether it be debt or repossession, things like that. Hopefully. I mean, one of the challenges we can often see is when children, uh, especially teenage children, have access to online purchasing, be it music, gaming or various other Mm -hmm. things. They can get carried away without some boundaries. And so helping people understand, again, budgeting techniques, how credit cards work, and preparing them effectively for those crucial first experiences is really, really important. Don't just rely on octopus. (laughs) So giving them practical examples of financial lessons that we know as adults, like sometimes you have to wait and save for things that you want. You can't just have it when you want it. Absolutely, that's one way. Of course, a goal may demand that you borrow and understanding what debt is and how to pay it back and what Mm -hmm. high interest debt versus low interest debt. All those things are really important. But again, there's costs that come with all those things. There's costs that come with one MPF fund over another. There's different fee structures. You can over-insure, you can under-insure. Now, if you're uncomfortable talking to your children about those issues or you want information, then there's a a whole lot of information that's available here in Hong Kong, independent and partial information to assist you, including from your bank, including from professionals that work in the area or groups like the Chin family. And when's a good time then to get your children operating a bank account, for example? Um, I think it's probably a good idea to have a a chat with your bank around that because some have distinct rules Mm. around ages. But my preference would be as early as possible. So is it important to set a good example yourself? So if you tell your children they've got to work hard, save their cash, buy things when they need to and can afford to, is it important you do that yourself as a parent? Very much so. But I think what's even more important, Peter, is to be open about money and talk about money. And unfortunately, Mm. that is still an issue in many Hong Kong families and households. It's not uncommon. It's the same in other economies and jurisdictions, as as I mentioned earlier. But having said that, be open not just about your successes and what you think needs to happen in the ideal sense, but also things you may have done wrong so your children don't make the same mistakes. Now, these days, a lot of purchases aren't made with notes and coins. They're done electronically through the internet or on smartphones using e-wallets, cashless payments. I suppose that makes money for children seem less real, doesn't it? So how would you get kids connected with money so that it does seem real and, and they grasp its value? Well, you're absolutely right. And the trend is that we're moving towards a cashless society. And I don't know what the period is will be there, but we'll be there probably before too long. Yes, I do believe it's important that children handle cash and see coins and understand what they are. In many situations in Hong Kong, you can't use debit cards currently or Mm -hmm. 
automatic payment cards or various other things. You've got to you still use cash. So um, it's very important that people understand how to get cash, the fact that you have to work for it mm. or earn money off investments to get that cash in the first place and then have it physically in their hands and understand what denominations are. And how do we make it fun? We want to make financial education fun for children. How do we do that? Well, having a goal and then meeting that goal, despite what it may be, is often incredibly satisfying and also a wonderful lesson, not just for financial management later in life, but life generally. Watching kids achieve goals is very satisfying for both them and parents usually. It's also important for parents to continue the pressure on their individual schools to see them embrace financial education and to take that further. We're very, very keen to see more happen in classroom. There are a number of extracurricular activities that are available from a variety of, of community groups and banks or groups like the Chin family. And if parents put pressure on schools, we're more likely to see that happen. Thanks, David. That's David Kneebone, General Manager of the Investor Education Centre.